My name's Emma. And my name's Olivia. And this is Working, Working on, on It. it. <laughs> Woo! Yay! <laughs> to the episode last week. Uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate all of the support. We actually, as at the time we're recording this, we have not yet released. <laughs> or we like just released. Yeah. It. So not probably even, no one's listened to it. But yeah, maybe 30 minutes ago we released it. But we're back. Better than ever. Hopefully yes. a little bit more experienced this time. True, true. Um, Professionals almost. Yes, very <laughs> professional. <laughs> uh, it's been a kind of a crazy week in the United States in 2021, like normal. It has, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen anything with like GameStop and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't really understand all of that, but I have seen it. I don't either. <laughs> I know... Um, I know it has to do with Reddit, and I know on Reddit there's like a, I don't know what they're called, but like a subgroup that mm-hmm. um, predicts like stocks yeah. on Wall Street, and the group was predicting yeah. GameStop, that's all I know. So <laughs> basically what happened was, is there was just like a bunch of people on Reddit that decided that they were going to just like make GameStop stock and like Blackberry oh. uh, and AMC, you oh, know, so all they, like really bad stocks that are yeah. kind of just like dying out. Oh, um, so they made this happen. So they literally made this happen. They went oh. in and they planned it and they said, okay, we're going to make like this blow up. And so then that blew up mm-hmm. and then the like trading company took out, like took those stock options off the market. So you couldn't even buy it anymore. Oh. So it was just like this huge thing because like, you know, all these redditors are over here saying "fuck the establishment," and yeah. Wall Street's over here pissed off that they're like losing money. Interesting. But yeah, maybe we'll do an episode about that later on because I think it's—I don't know. I think it just proves my point that the economy is all made up. Oh, right. Absolutely. Like, if yeah. just a bunch of people can decide. One can day. decide, like, <laughs> like where to put more money. Yeah. And, like, this is gonna be really expensive all of a sudden. Yeah, that's wild. It's, Super crazy. Oh. Um, but anyways, so I'm kind of in the process of working on setting up a website. Still haven't completely done that yet. Oh, because... yes. That's hard to do. Um, it's all expensive. Paying for the domain and also yes. buying the yes. subscription. Yes. Lots of money. We don't really so have money. We don't have money. We also um, don't have a mic. We're currently borrowing our other, well, my roommate's mic. Yes. Yes. But what we do have that's free is an Instagram. Um, and I on love. said Instagram, we, um, we're we going to be posting like little graphics mm-hmm. for each episode we have. Um, that way, you know, you can get some, some of the hot facts before you decide to dive on in, so. Yes, or also if you're like, you just kind of forgot, you don't really want to go back and listen to oh, the yeah, entire episode. Oh yeah, definitely like a refresher it. kind of thing too. Um, it's just kind of like a quick fact source thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are really nice. And then we also have like our TikTok and then our Twitter and stuff. So we'll be posting on those, so make sure you go follow us. I'll be plugging those names after at the very end. And then also, last but not least, we're going to be setting up a Patreon, which is exciting. I haven't done that yet. Y'all, school just started. This is a lot of work. Yeah, this is a lot of work, (laughs) (laughs) low-key. I was like, I'll start a podcast. It'll be easier than doing school, but psych, it's (laughs) harder. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be making a Patreon and that'll be available hopefully so we can get some cash flowing in here from our cash flow from one our listener fans. or our zero listeners because we haven't even, <laughs> we just posted it today. <laughs> um, but anyways, so there is one more thing that's kind of been going on in the world more recently. Uh, and this is actually a big deal. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but it's called Citizens United. So I've heard. You've heard about Citizens United. Do you I know have. anything about Citizens United? What's your, like... Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I have too much on the topic, but, um, I have heard of that name. <laughs> You've heard of the name? <laughs> uh, well, don't worry, because I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell all of you today what Citizens United is and why you should care about it and why it sucks. Um, oh, it sucks. It sucks. We don't like citizens being oh. united. Gotcha. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so Citizens United, it's famous for being a Supreme Court case, but that's not what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Citizens United is this like nonprofit group. Um, they're this conservative nonprofit group. I would highly recommend you go check out their webpage. The nose. Not because yeah, <laughs> not because it's uh, not because it's good or anything. Because it's quite entertaining. Like, as no, soon yeah. as you get on the webpage, it starts blaring this, like, patriotic music. Like, oh, yeah, I was in the library. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> Not the time. Um, yeah, but their whole shtick was, um, back in 2008, they wanted to run a ad about Hillary. So they wanted to run this ad about Hillary, and they called it Hillary the Movie. And so it was kind of like your typical smear campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Like they weren't, they weren't being nice to Hillary oh, in yeah. this movie at all. I um, think so it was very much. I didn't actually watch Hillary the movie because you had to pay for it, and also I'm not gonna sit there. Like I don't care. I don't care. Thought at this point, and and the movie itself isn't the important part of this. It's what comes after the movie. So the deal with this, though, is that there are all sorts of laws put in place that dictate what companies and what nonprofits and corporations and stuff can spend money on. And one of the things that they have never really been able to spend money on is can't like elections and whatnot, mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? Like you don't really want like some nonprofit organization uh funding campaign money, or if you, at least if you're funding campaign money, you want to know where it's coming from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, this whole thing was, so they didn't want to get in trouble for producing this ad, and this was, like, directly against, uh, like, all the precedents or whatever that have already been set, um, and so they filed a warning, basically, it's called an injunction, against the Federal Election Committee. And so the laws that they were complaining about were called the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act. And so those were just like the laws that were governing all of this. And so they filed this injunction and they were saying like, okay, you, like, we want to be able to spend our money however we want to spend our money. Mm -hmm. And so they claimed that it was by not allowing this group to fund campaigns or more specifically fund this ad it was a violation of free speech through the first amendment 
Amendment, right? Classic, yes. Yes. So we love our (laughs) Amendment, First Amendment, free speech. Um, And this is actually like a huge deal. Um, And I'll go into that a little bit more in a second. Um, So this whole thing, this uh, Citizens United versus the Federal Election Committee, Mm -hmm. went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And this happened almost exactly 11 years ago. Like, almost exactly 11 years ago. Uh, This was decided on January 21st in 2010. Wow. Yeah, so we're coming up. So I guess it's... I don't even know what today is. Doesn't... Yeah, okay, yeah. We just had the anniversary. Yeah, literally just had the anniversary. Two days ago. A couple of days ago. And so they did decide in favor of Citizens United. And mm-hmm. so what this means is they were initially they were basically saying that political spending is a form of free speech. So spending money on a campaign that is the same thing as me speaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they also said that corporations can spend money on political candidates. And they can't spend money on political candidates directly. So that's kind of an issue. Um, But they can spend money on things like political ads, because remember, that's how this whole thing started. So things like ads, but also like websites, think of just anything that has to do with like they're pushed, they're lobbying for certain legislation to be pushed through. Um, That's the type of money. That's like where this money is going. Which is basically directly toward them anyway. Yeah, which is basically directly (laughs) towards them anyways. But technically they can't. Yeah, that's how they like get around it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's actually how this whole thing started in the first place. But I'll go into that in a second. (laughs) So at first, at first glance, it's kind of like, okay, like who cares? Like... That's just, that's just the way money in this country works, is mm-hmm. money is directly tied to politics. Yes. But this actually was a big, this was like kind of a key turning point in United States elections. And it's because they allowed for these things called super PACs to be created. So I don't mm. know if you know what a, what a PAC is. Yeah, is it not just, like, companies, like, um, all putting their money together, or no? I know so that's, money. that's actually, you're, it's very similar to that. Okay. But a PAC is, so PAC is, stand, is short for Political Action Committee. Oh, gotcha. So they're kind of like, it's like they set up little bank funds for a specific issue, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and, and then certain like individuals or whatever can donate to PACs and so historically uh PACs have been around since they've been around for a long long time so Citizens United didn't create PACs Mm -hmm. what it did was it kind of lifted regulations on PACs which Mm -hmm. I'll explain why that's bad in a second and so the PACs were a response to a decision that Congress made that kept unions from directly contributing to campaigns. So essentially the same thing that Citizens United was arguing was saying like, oh, we should be able to like spend money on this. We should be able because it's like a form of free speech. Um, So the political action committee that like during 1943, they said, okay, you like you unions, you cannot be spending money on these political candidates. Um, So they created PACs. 
so they started donating to the PACs instead. Um, but PACs were heavily regulated, and that's really important, right? Like, you want your, you want political spending to be regulated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And some of the restrictions include individual donation caps. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you, if, if, like, you were running for Congress and I wanted to donate to a PAC, then I could donate, but I could only donate a max of $1,000, I think. Yeah. And I, I think the number was 1000 but I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, and it's not like it's important anyways... Oh, what no, the no, no. actual just, yeah, number yeah, yeah. is. Just the concept of that. But yeah, because at that rate, like, if you just mm -hmm. know a bunch of wealthy people, like, you're already pretty much one, you know? Cause exactly. Because you have way more funding than the other candidates. Exactly. So. And, but the, the other thing about these packs, too, is that they could not get any donations from corporations or mm -hmm. unions. Mm -hmm. So the unions themselves couldn't directly donate, the corporations couldn't donate, nonprofits couldn't donate, um... All that fun stuff. But, remember, Citizens United overturned restrictions on um, individual donation caps, and it allowed corporations and nonprofits to donate to PACs. So we get these things called super PACs. Mm -hmm. And what super PACs are is they are, they have unlimited, they have like an unlimited amount of individual donations. So I could donate my entire life savings to this pack, and they... It's fine. Yeah. It'd be fine. Yeah. And they can accept donations from unions and nonprofits, which is actually a huge issue. But again, like I've said 20 times, they can't directly donate to the campaign itself. Mm -hmm. And technically, they can't coordinate with the campaign, but... Okay. I, from my research, I get the impression that the... There's, there's very little oversight when it actually comes down to things. So, they may say that they're regulating it, but... Yeah. We, like, don't really know for mm -hmm. sure. So that's obviously a huge issue, but the biggest issue here is that the super PACs can receive donations from nonprofit organizations, and the reason is is because nonprofit organizations don't have to disclose where they get their donations from. Right. Yeah. So you could have so-and-so who's like the CEO of Shell mm -hmm. donating to this super PAC that is like in directly influencing legislation that has to do with like oil and gas and right. whatnot. Right, right, yeah. Um, and you don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. So that's that's a huge, huge deal. Really, really bad. And what that's called is, it's called dark money. Ooh. Yes, it has a super sexy name. <laughs> dark money. Dark money. I, that's my rapper name. <laughs> like it. Dark money. But yeah, so that's what it's called. It's called dark money. And that's just one of the, that's one of the issues that comes from Citizens United, but we're gonna get even into, like, the bigger one. Y'all, like, I haven't even gotten to the, like, Ooh. the big point yet. Girl, <laughs> I'm, already, ex I'm already excited. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's on the edge of her seat. I am, I am. I'm shaking. <laughs> um... I love talking about corporates. Um, okay, so after Citizens United was decided, 
in 2010, so I remember this was 11 years ago, political spending increased, and I literally wrote down a shit ton and underlined it like three times <laughs> after Citizens United. So, sorry, my dog's scratching herself. So, in 2010, the total amount of money that was spent on elections totaled about $300 million. Okay. Just a lot of money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Insane. That's more money than I could ever expect to see in my entire life. Yeah. After Citizens United, guess how much money they spent? I don't know. Was, was it doubled? This was two years later. Yeah. A billion dollars. <gasps> oh they my went, God. Yes. So they went from spending $300 million yes, to a billion. To a billion dollars. That's wild. Two years later. And three hundred million of those dollars, we don't know where it came from. Wow. So the same amount of money that they had spent on the previous election, the total, yeah, yeah, was now was was now dark money. Oh my god, no. Isn't that... That's insane. That's insane. I don't, like, you never see changes like that happening in, like, span of two years. Yeah. So that just goes to show you that, like, those people were ready to hop on that Mm -hmm. and, like, ready to take advantage of this Oh, absolutely. And they know it works. Like, it's so sad. Mm -hmm. But, like, money money gets you to the top, which is horrible because it should be based on the candidate, not um, the amount they're receiving. Yes. And so this is, like, in all of my research, people say that dark money is a serious threat to democracy. Just, this is a, this is a direct quote, and I think that it kind of sums up the issue with dark money perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the quote is, transparency enables the electorate to make informed decisions and give proper weight to different speakers and messages. And I think that's so important because you can see a bunch of different messages, but you don't always know what these people's intentions are. If there is transparency between... Like, the way the money is being spent mm-hmm. and the, and like, the public, then just overall, like, people are better able to make informed decisions. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Because whole... I think also, like, um, well, I mean, people, people that know about this kind of thing and people that know the difference between, like, conservatives and Democrats probably know this, but I can imagine it does look very attractive when the candidate has like the nice flashy ads you know Mm -hmm. and so of course it sways their opinion because it just looks more credible yeah you know because they're able to have like better speech writers Mm -hmm. and everything like yeah and I think it even goes deeper than that because if you think back to like the 2016 election there's this there's this really good documentary, you guys. It's called The Great Hack. Olivia and oh I watched it together, we actually. Were, yeah, we did. We yes. were terrified. <laughs> we were <laughs> like, just, this oh is going to change us forever. Um, but yeah, basically so it's about like the two, the 2016 election and how um, their Facebook was sending targeted ads mm-hmm. to people. Through like Cambridge Analytica. Through Cambridge Analytica. But the thing is, is like none of that happened for free. Somebody was paying oh, yeah. for this to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, insane. That I mean, that's the point. Like, it's it's a it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. And aside from even the elections, like, there's there's other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the thing about that too is like, I guess you're not as worried about like the 
super sh people that are like super strong on either side like on either party but it's always targeting those undecided voters yes you know exactly like mm -hmm. it, all it takes is like a you know one nice flashy thing and they're like okay yeah there's my decision yes yeah. that's such a good point and then also like the information itself may not even be accurate oh either yeah right like yeah, you mean like in uh, like in the actual ads and, ads and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think that's just like with anything though, mm -hmm. all of advertising. Like things can just be so misleading. And yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've kind of I've I've touched on a couple of big things here. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of take a second to sum it up because we're about to talk about <laughs> like, say a moment of silence. Because <laughs> like we could all <laughs> use one. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I'm gonna. Just, like, sum it up. So, Citizens United mm -hmm. resulted in what they said was political spending is a form of free speech. That's okay. basically what happened, right? Yes. And that resulted in, like, dark money and whatnot. But the yeah. free speech is a bigger issue than the dark money. Mm -hmm. And that's because it plays into this issue of this thing called corporate personhood. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I haven't. What are your initial, like, hearing the words corporate personhood? Corporate per personhood. I don't know. It sounds, um, it sounds like it's, um, what's it called when you, like, put life to, like, an inanimate object? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it makes it sound like, um, corporate has, like, an identity. Yes. Like, something, yeah. Something Girl, for somebody who didn't <laughs> know what that was, you hit the definition, like, Perfectly. Oh my God. Using Gosh. context clues. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, your English teacher is shaking. Yeah, truly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you hit that. You hit that right on the money. So corporate personhood is the idea that corporate corporations have the same rights as people do. Yeah. Um, so this is this is this is bad. This could be this it, can be very bad. Very very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so. Another th important thing to keep in mind when we're talking about this is one specific Supreme Court case does not necessarily decide the whole thing, mm -hmm. and one Supreme Court case doesn't necessarily, like, make... It doesn't create an issue. Yeah. I mean, like, Citizens United obviously created this this issue, but it contributed to the bigger issue of corporate personhood. Um... And so corporate personhood is a thing that's been around for a long, long time. Um, and I guess I should start by saying what a corporation is. And so a corporation is basically just like a group of individuals that's coming together for some common purpose. Uh, so your church is technically a corporation. Your school is technically a corporation. Uh, I guess this podcast is technically a corporation. Mm -hmm. uh, but the issue is is when things start kind of getting out of hand and mm -hmm. you have like, too much money. Mm -hmm. um, and so this goes all the way back. All the way back to like the 1800s um, and industrialization and like the Civil War. So I think it's so important to understand the history behind things because... These issues are so deeply rooted in mm. our country's history, like, people don't even understand. Like, it's not... I've, a common misconception with Citizens United is that Citizens United resulted in corporate personhood, which isn't the case. Citizen... Like, corporate personhood had been around for a long-ass time. Yeah. Is that, like, trying to... I'm guessing put it in, like, a good light? Like, it's... 
Wait, I guess, does anyone think corporate personhood is... Corporate personhood's a bad thing. Okay, no one thinks it's positive. I don't really think anybody thinks it's positive. Gotcha. I mean, I mean, it, there there are situations where... Except for Citizens United, maybe, right? Yeah, where it makes yeah. sense, where it does make sense. I mean, people who are in it for the money are going to care about corporate rights. Yeah. Yes. It just, yes. that's, true, how, that's true. how it works. Um, but... Sorry, I... No, it's okay. I, I kind of, like, lost my train of thought, but it's just, it's okay. Yeah, I'm but gonna... you were just saying how, like, it's important to know where things came from. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's kind of like the U.S. needs therapy. They've had lots of deep-rooted traumas. Dude. And they're still coming up in their life. What an excellent <laughs> analogy. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, the history it really repeating is. itself. Like, it really is. And I'm even gonna, like, take a second to talk about, like... Y'all, this even hit touches on, like, Black Lives Matter. It, Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so crazy. Like, everything's interconnected. We're all one. For <laughs> <laughs> better or for worse. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so, corporate personhood goes back to industrialization yes. with the Civil War. Um, and the 14th Amendment. <laughs> which I actually did not find out about until this morning. Mm. Um, your mind's about to, about to be blown. Um, okay. So, at first in history, America really did restrict the rights of corporations. Um, and mm-hmm. corporate personhood was pretty much restricted to, you know, like, the gov- we, the government, will honor your contract as an independent business. Or, um, we'll honor, we'll respect your decisions as... A business, but that was as far as the relationship went. Yeah, I don't know if that kind of if that makes sense on how that works. Um, but things didn't really start evolving with corporate personhood, even though like lawyers have always been challenging this idea. This has always been something that people have been kind of pushing, but it didn't really take off until uh, like Reconstruction and industrialization after the Civil War. So. After the Civil War, uh, they passed the 14th Amendment, right, in the Constitution, and the 14th Amendment was basically saying that black people have the same rights under the law that white people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of funny, because this amendment actually did more harm than good for black people. Fun fact of the day. Interesting. Um, which is interesting because it's literally supposed, like, it's it's not not supposed to be the amendment. Well, it is supposed to be the amendment that, like, f- gives citizens rights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and so it granted, it granted rights to African Americans who had recently been in, in emancipated, but it had some loopholes that let corporations take advantage of the system. Um, and advance corporate interests. So basically the way that this worked is during this reconstruction time, remember this is like after the Civil War, and America is pretty racist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we all know that. In case you didn't know. (laughs) Um, America's pretty racist, so there were starting to come up, there were starting to be a lot of like lawsuits between recently emancipated slaves and businesses. So... Think of, like, do businesses have the right to segregate customers? Yeah. Do they have the right to, like, turn a customer away based on their skin color? Do Mm -hmm. they have... So that's the type of stuff that we're talking about. Um, 
And the specific case that I'm referring to is Plessy versus Ferguson. I don't remember the year off the top of my head. Uh, but Plessy versus Ferguson was basically the separate but equal mm-hmm. case. And so all of these all of these cases between um, black people and, and businesses were popping up where businesses were trying to like justify their racism. And basically what happened was is like the businesses kept winning and black people kept losing. And the thing about like cases, like judicial cases, is they set precedents, right? So if a, ju- a judge rules one way, other judges are going to base their rulings off of that Based ruling, case. Yeah. right? Yeah. So it just snowballs and it becomes this like other, this effect. Mm-hmm. And so their reasoning behind this um, was that racism is the result of individual people and not the institution. Was the, I, does that sort of make sense? It does, see how it that does, fits yeah. into the, which brings up two good points. One, corporate personhood is quite literally racist. Mm-hmm. And two, this is what people mean when they say institutional racism. Oh, like yeah. the government literally ruled or the, I don't I don't even know if it was like a ruling, but I think it was like the consensus that people came to about this amendment. Um or not the amendment itself, but like this just the situation mm-hmm. that uh that like individuals aren't racist or like individuals are, are racist, racist, but the system not... isn't. Yeah. So but now we know that that's not true. Not at all. <laughs> what, a, what an excuse. That's yeah. so wild. I thought that was so interesting when I was doing my research this morning. I yeah. was like, wow, all of this stuff really does come full circle. Oh, it does. Absolutely. Like... It continues to happen, yeah. So crazy. So crazy. I, I, I thought that... I just thought it was so interesting. Like, yeah. it literally said that individuals are not responsible. Or... They, I keep saying no, it wrong. Okay, Individuals are responsible. are responsible for the racism and not the institution. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because then you see, then you literally see this law that was supposed to be for the good of African Americans be like warped and transformed and used against them. Mm-hmm. So it is institutionalized. Like the institution is racist. Yeah. Um, but I digress a little bit. <laughs> uh, I just think it's, I just think it's so... That is crazy. That is insane. Yeah. Like, while we're kind of on the subject of, like, racism and whatnot, I think it's just so messed up that corporations have more rights than some people do. Than people, yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. it, it makes no sense to me. Like... They are literally provided the same protections under the law as you and I. Yeah. And some people don't even have the same rights that you and I do. Oh, I know. Yeah. Ridiculous. And I would argue that these corporations have even more power because they have all the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have the money behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the numbers. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to say, like, just one more way that this affects us um, so I don't know if you've ever... My dog is making noise. <sighs> Be quiet, Lulu. She um, knows we're talking about something bad. Yes. It's getting her anxious. <laughs> don't worry, it's making me anxious too. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever heard of the company called Monsanto. I have not. Uh, so they're this, like, science company. And 
We could probably do a whole episode on Monsanto, TBH, because they're pretty fucked up. They've done a lot of bad stuff. We don't like them very much. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join our Monsanto hate club. <laughs> so they used their money back in 2008 to pressure lawmakers to introduce legislation that would prevent customers from knowing where their milk came from. They sell this artificial growth hormone for cows. I mean, they sell a lot of stuff. They're pretty bad, like GMOs and mm-hmm. whatnot. But like, uh, that's their big so, thing. Yeah, that's like their big thing is like playing God. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so there. This growth hormone is called Pozolac. Okay. Pozolac, which I mean, if you break it down, pause lack. It makes sense, like positive lactation. That's like what I think of. Yeah, that's like for the cows. I was gonna say it sounds like an antidepressant <laughs> or something, but yes, yes, yes. When you break it down, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, not that it, I mean it, it doesn't really matter. It's bad anyway. But this was back in two thousand eight, and I wasn't really able to find uh, the current status of this. But they were using their money and their political power to lobby lawmakers and pressure lawmakers to introduce legislation that would prevent customers from knowing uh, whether or not uh, Pozolac was in their dairy products. So, so essentially, like, it didn't need to be um, on labels or, like, advertised. So actually, or... yes, but they went, the bill went so far as to ban labeling that said uh, that like said, oh, we we come from a Pozolac free dairy center, so like that's horrible. Yeah, so the fact that the fact that first of all, people had to like use that as like basically like GMO free. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they had to use it as like we're good, and then the fact that they're like we want no trace of this. Like, oh my god, that's so scary. Yeah, and and the and the crazy. It's so crazy because this was happening in Indiana, Pennsylvania. It's just an example of, like, how this stuff affects us. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just, it affects you more than we realize, Mm -hmm. and it affects our daily lives more than we realize, and it's in ways that we don't even, like, think of either, like, ways that aren't immediately apparent. No. Um, Or not, like, taught. I mean... Yeah. Things like this were not necessarily taught in school. Yeah. So... I think, I think the problem, I'm kind of digressing a little bit again, but I think, like, school tends to really, they tend to, they tend to teach, like, facts without context. So, yeah. I definitely remember learning about packs, and I definitely remember I learning about, like, I definitely remember learning about a lot of this stuff, and I had a really great history teacher in high mm-hmm. school, so he really did put, like, historical context. Yes. History stuff in context with modern mm-hmm. stuff, if that makes sense. But I think that a lot of people, like, don't teach it like that, so you have to go back all the way to fucking 1500s and explain King so-and-so signed this thing, and that's why we have to wear seatbelts when we drive. Like, it's it's just, like, weird. Like, it goes so far back. Right. Um... But yeah, the point is, is like, Citizens United wasn't that one thing. Citizens United didn't result in this one thing. Um, It's all, there's so many different pieces, so many different parts. 
so many different court cases you can look up and learn all sorts of um, about. And all of this is really depressing. <laughs> the more you learn about it, the more depressing it gets. Very depressing. Yeah, truly, yeah. we're going down a rabbit hole. Yes. For the good, though. These are things we need to know. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I know. No, literally. But, um, I did share this with Emma off camera that uh, I did think <laughs> Citizens United was one of those, you know, young, hip, liberal political groups. <laughs> so, my dreams are crushed. United. I thought it was. I don't know what I was thinking of, but, like... Come it's like unite. it's a catchy little name, you know. So yeah. I just I think I was thinking of like no, move really on is. or you know. Like, you should definitely go look at their website. Yeah, because the yeah. music is intense. I want to hear the music. <laughs> you guys should go for the music. We can all we can we should hate it together. You can pull it up right now if you want on your phone and play it. What is Joe Biden hiding? <laughs> okay, we're looking at the the website and it it really just looks like a tangent of fox news i'm disappointed that it's not playing the music me too i wanted it to play the music stop the liberals support free speech defend (laughs) citizens united you guys do need to see this god okay i can't even begin to understand how free speech and um donating go hand in hand or not donating but like giving money you know i i just yeah i mean oh do you guys hear the music? There we go. America. <laughs> Very intense. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship. Whoa. The only one in my... So yeah, that's oh, that's Citizens United. That's their whole shtick. Wow. They're, Quite um, entertaining. <laughs> their logo is a bald eagle. Classic. Since 1988. You're not a true American if you don't own a bald eagle. Yeah, <laughs> own one in your backyard, basically. <laughs> Build a wall! Remove criminals. In sanctuary cities. I hate this. Yeah. It's time for term limits. I mean, I don't know. I think it probably is. Yeah, it probably is time for term limits, but, but I think they only mean when it's in their favor. They're like, except yeah. for Trump. <laughs> we take it back. We want Trump to be king. Yeah. <laughs> I said we wouldn't talk about Trump. Whatever. <laughs> We're digressing so far. Yeah, we we're are, just like roasting this website, but you just, guys. There's so many tangents off of this. Go though. to citizensunited.org. It's entertaining. You can only the imagine headlines. what Hillary the movie was like. Oh, I know. I'm so I interested. I bet it was hilarious. Did someone play her, or was it just like clips? I think it was just like clips. On. It was like a docu style. Oh, gotcha. Type okay. Thing, but I bet it was like Hillary doesn't want you to know. Blah blah blah. <laughs> they probably you know. Got- clips of her like yelling or yes. like looking angry i love when they do that she's too emotional <laughs> oh yeah you really want a woman she's gonna start war you what about when she's on her when period she's getting... yeah <laughs> god it's way too good oh, <laughs> be careful when she's bleeding <laughs> i love that and then um the the response people have uh, only men have started wars so yes. what about that um it's <laughs> funny it's true Okay, so all of this shit's, like, so depressing, but don't you worry, because this podcast is about fixing shit, we're about social activism, so I'm gonna give you guys just a couple of quick ways to hopefully get involved and to make some change. Make some change. Yes. I'm interested. Change. I'm all ears, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're not going to like me in a little bit, but it's okay because you've committed to this podcast. Um, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the first thing 
that I found that was really useful is this website called reclaimdemocracy.org. Yes. Yes. Powerful. Reclaimdemocracy.org. Definitely go check them out. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, of course, but just wanted to say their name. They have tons of ways to get involved with just the idea of corporate personhood. So Mm -hmm. they focus on taking back control from corporations. That's their whole shtick. Um, It's kind of like last week when we talked about APTA. Like, this is APTA. This is like corporate person's version. Corporate personhood version of APTA. Right, Um, right. And they, if you go to their website... Under, why do I not pull this stuff up before? (laughs) You go to reclaimdemocracy.org if you go to their homepage. There's the little menu at the top, and under resources, there's a a drop-down menu. And if you click on what you can do, that is the list of, of like, all the different ways. Um, And I want to mention a couple of them just in case, you know, you're just not feeling... Maybe you're driving. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe you're on the way to work. Yeah, maybe you'll you're think on the about way this after. Yes. Uh, please do. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> we're terrified. I just learned about this today. I'm really scared. <laughs> um, so some of the ways that you can get involved is to donate directly to the website. Um, reclaimdemocracy.org and obviously they're not gonna you'll know where your donations go you know go. where your donations yes. are gonna go they, and they have to they have to tell you <laughs> I don't know if they have to tell you but I, I would hope they like, yeah that that would just defeat the whole purpose so yeah don't yeah, yeah. that's not a fact so I wouldn't guess yeah but I wouldn't be too concerned about donating to this website no um, I don't I don't and actually I don't know if they yeah you do not donate directly to the website um you can also write letters to the editor. I don't know which editor, but the editor of your local publications. Yes. So yes. like your local newspapers, your local whatever magazines, like, I guess. Yeah, if you're in school, you know, your like your school newspaper, I'm sure they have like uh, Twitter accounts, social media, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and it's nice because it doesn't just say like, oh, you can write a letter. It gives you resources on how to write a letter. Yes. Um, and it says that writing to them, um, what that can do is, like, if you catch their attention, I guess, they can help break, like, what you have to say into a larger publication. Yeah. So it's literally saying you could write them and then pop- possibly get published, which then, awareness. Yeah, which is super yeah. cool. Um, and so another part of that, too, is, like, just becoming an expert and, like, getting educated and, like staying up to date on this type of stuff. Uh, Obviously, you know, you don't have to, like, sit down and do three days worth worth of research, but just, like, being aware of bills that are being passed or, like, Mm -hmm. senators that are voting for this shit that you don't want to be voting for, it's, you know. You can also, they also have a really nice list of volunteer opportunities. Oh, that's good. Uh, Yeah, like, you literally click on it, and then it just pulls up a huge list of all the ways that you can volunteer, um, so there's, like, grassroots outreach and fundraising, which is really cool. Um, if something like that comes up, which I don't know if it will come up in me and Olivia's situation, but that's, like, something that I would definitely want to volunteer for. And we're gonna be, like, looking at getting more involved with stuff like this. 
my doggy. Absolutely, especially um, once those vaccines start to roll out exactly. a little faster, yes. then we can really hit the ground running mm-hmm. in person. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even aside from like in-person opportunities, you can do research. Oh, there's so much you can do at um, home. Yeah. Yeah, they literally, on their website, the first thing is research. It says they need research assistance, um, and then also, like, writing articles, and then even translating. So if you have, like, translating skills at all, helping people, you know, because a lot of people speak Spanish in the United States, and not Mm -hmm. everybody speaks English, so that's another important thing that people are doing. Yeah. But the main one that I wanted to focus on is lobbying actually so is in contacting our representatives because change needs to start at like the legislative level mm-hmm. as well you know like you can't just like get a bunch of people angry like we actually have to like write this down we have to make sure you know stuff is actually going to be changed there's info on their webpage on like how to specifically do all that And the final way that I found to get involved is actually really big and really exciting. So, with this new year and this new, like, congressional whatever, um, they just introduced this new bill. It's called For the People Act. Mm -hmm. And it is what it sounds like. It's basically, like, massive voter reform. Um, this, it addresses some of the issues that Citizens United caused. Yeah. Right? So, it pushes back on a lot of the, uh, the Citizens United stuff, so there's a lot less dark money. Um, they're implementing a lot more regulations on super PACs, so, um, I don't know specifically what the regulations and rules are. I think there's... I think they're just, like, implementing more, like, donation caps, and there has to be transparency between, like, where you get your, uh, like, where they get their donations from Mm -hmm. and stuff and whatnot. Also, just stricter enforcement, because that was one of the issues that we talked about. So, like, even some of the laws that are already in place, like, they're just not enforcing them well enough. Right. And so that's one of the things that this bill will address. Uh, And then, again, just, like oversight and whatnot that they need to be kind of fiction. Right. Um, And so this was introduced, this bill was introduced in the House, but it has not been voted on in the House of Representatives yet, and it has not been voted on in the House of, uh, the House in the Senate yet. So this is like Government 101, but I didn't pay attention in government, so I don't know if y'all paid attention in government. But the way this works is... When a bill gets introduced, the bill gets introduced and then into the House of Representatives, and then it can either pass or fail the House of Representatives, and then once it passes the House of Representatives, then it can go to the Senate. And then from the Senate, the Senate votes on it, and then it can either pass or fail at the Senate level, right. and then it goes to the President. And then it came, oh. and then it gets signed into law. So this is at like the very beginning stages, this bill, this For the People Act. Okay. Aside from, like, the Citizens United stuff and the issues with corporate person, corporate personhood, this, this bill, like, I, we will, we'll try to talk about it maybe a little bit more, um, because I think it's so important with their, like, voter reforms and whatnot, um, but literally, like, they're, they're trying to 
standardize the voting process, eliminate long voting lines, make voting more accessible for everybody. So important. Um, I can't believe there's not a, a like a national yeah, voting day or yeah, or at least in like states or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. it's so not accessible for everyone. Yeah, and I mean this should be this should really be like a bipartisan thing, again. Absolutely. I, I just oh, I don't understand. I don't either. But if you want to find more information on the For the People Act, you can go to DFAD, like DFADcoalition.org. So D as in dog, F-A-D, coalition.org. And they have tons of resources on how to get involved and just like ways with removing big money from politics and so politics can be more for the people instead of for the money right um how it should be exactly (laughs) right i don't i just don't understand how that's how everything has gotten so warped and so just like impersonal and inhumane i don't like because i feel like it's so like attractive when you hear like a grassroots campaign i don't know why like i don't know why everyone doesn't think that like i don't know it's it's crazy too because i you would think that the right is all about like working hard to where they get but not Mm -hmm. when it comes to this kind of thing like I don't know, they, they're very contradicting sometimes, because mm-hmm. they're they're all about, like, oh, like, you want money, like, you have to earn it, but then they're also like, if you have money, just use it to your benefit, mm-hmm. so I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, it is really confusing. Also, um, we can have all of these websites on our social medias. Yes. So that you can yes. definitely... So you don't need to, like, take Check notes. back in, and yeah, please don't do that if you're driving. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this website out. specifically DFAD Coalition, um, under the Take Action link, there there's a bunch of links to like call and write your representative. But then what I thought was so cool is they have a way to schedule a meeting with your representative where we actually talk to them. Wow. So this is the part where I think Olivia's going to hate me, but I'm going to commit to talking to one of the representatives about one of these issues, and I think Olivia should commit also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I will try my best. I need to do yes. a bit more research and it's, prior. It's, well, but... the thing is, the thing is, is you're not going to be on your own here. They're not just going to, like, throw you to the wolves and be like, oh, here, talk to this person. No, right. they're going to send you, they're going to send you, they're going to follow after you sign up. Mm-hmm. They send you, like, t- a packet full of, like, talking points and, like... Oh! Yeah. They're here to help. Which is really nice. Oh, that's amazing, right? So you don't have to come with your own script? I mean... Exactly. Wow. hmm Oh, that's impressive. That is so yeah. impressive that they're not only, like, giving you this, but they're also, like, coaching you exactly. and, like, boosting you to sound credible in front of these people. hmm Wow. Yep. So, I mean, it, obviously that's not everybody's thing. Just talking to her, some random person, and I get that. Uh, but they do have like a link to a petition to sign. They also mm-hmm. have some that more helps. like <laughs> yeah, which is anything helps. There's right? a lot of power like, in petitions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but if you can commit to something bigger, like calling somebody or face or like sending a letter and whatnot, um, 
I would encourage you to do that because I think that that's probably one of the biggest ways to get involved. But yeah, that's pretty much all I had for today. I'm God, I feel so much smarter. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> Queen Emma over here with a great, a great it's cause to so, share. It's so, it blows my mind how, one, how interconnected everything is. Oh, absolutely. And then also how, like... Just like the ripple effect of messed everything. Messed up everything. Yeah, too. and like how messed up everything is. Because just when I'm like researching it, everything seems like it should just be like common sense. Yeah. Right? Like, don't treat people like crap. Oh, it's so simple. And I'm just like, how do these things pass? Right? And like, they go through so many people before they're like, okay, sounds good. I just don't know how things like this that are clearly at face value detrimental, they're like, okay, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It is... A shit show. But we need democracy back. We need democracy back. And again, this isn't like passing this bill, this for the people act isn't gonna be a fix all. No. Yeah, not a stopping um, point. Nothing is. Yeah. <laughs> because, and again and that's why I went so deeply into the history of it too, because I just want people to understand that like it's just not something that you can decide to like fix one day like it's kind of like how like if you have anxiety or depression or something like you can't just go to the count like counseling once and mm-hmm. expect it to be over with like it's like a constant process right it's the same thing with this um very true and so yeah yeah we're just gonna we'll help you, you take your first step we can do it together <laughs> yes yes and with that we will see you guys next week on Friday. That's when I'm going to be trying to release episodes. Hopefully this works out. I'm a little nervous because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Emma is doing mostly all of this on her own, might I add. So um, You're helping. You did the Instagram. A bit. But, you know, I need to jump and in a little more. You drove here today, which was yeah. After last episode, the gas I used. And that was true. <laughs> true, true. Um, okay, but you guys should follow us on some social medias. Yes. So you can send us a Gmail at podcast.workingonit at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram where we'll be posting Olivia's cute infographics. The graphics, yes. At workingonit underscore podcast. And then you can follow us on Twitter at pod underscore workingonit. And then you can follow us on TikTok at Working On It Podcast. I am so sorry that they are not all the same, but it's hard to do without money. Yes. So go donate our... to our Patreon that I have to go set up. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll guys. be doing that shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, democracy. We're, We're working, working on it. it. That was a great voice. <laughs>